son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have claimed an orc vehicle. Mari made a deal with a voice in her head she didn't understand. Atticus proved he was a one-man army and Valentine continued his streak as a sharpshooter. Can they get through no man's land without being slaughtered by both sides? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a tattered, perhaps unofficial owner's manual for a boomdaka snaz wagon right so take your stomper you're gonna stomp and then you're just gonna fucking hold on that is the entirety of the manual <laughs> um so valentine uh marnie and uh, atticus uh you have got yourself some wheels uh you've got a boomdaka snaz wagon uh which again is like an armored limo uh for for orcs says um I believe, uh, Tyler, you're on the gun um, as uh, this. Um, Valentine, you're driving, and Marnie is, like, conscious now from some tremendously good rolling, but pretty, still pretty almost dead. Yeah, um, so we got Marnie <laughs> in the passenger seat, and uh, Atticus has uh, my auspects up with that's right. for targeting. Excellent. I just heard a voice in my head in reality. Dun dun dun! Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows because it's walk. one shot. Um, excellent. Uh, so you uh, fire up the vehicle uh, as indicated in the uh, driver's manual, which is uh, in fact in a little um, uh, like glove box uh, alongside like just a fistful of of shells and like a tiny skull. Hmm. Um, 
the vehicle is very simple, um, but uh, Valentine, from looking around at it, um, you would be, uh, I think, nervous to get into this vehicle in better circumstance because it does look so ru- like roughshod and, and ramshackle and kind of like nailed together. Um, but desperate times, desperate measures. Uh, your goal, of course, is to reach uh, forward operating base Charlie, uh, which is one of the fur- furthest uh, forward operating bases uh, along the coast. Um, to find a Celesti Eris, the doctor that um, Vis thinks you can trust because uh, they're generally too busy to care. <laughs> mm. um, uh, Ford Operating Base Charlie is unfortunately a bit of a distance away from uh, where you've popped up. Um, this is part of the the trouble Marnie had uh, with getting back uh, for years is you are, you are deep behind enemy lines. Uh, so you are in for, for quite a drive. Um, you're going to have to basically cross the active battlefield, no man's land, and then reach uh, the um, glorious regal lines uh, in order to reach the operating base. Oh, well, not being shot by your own people or possibly by the orcs. Good times. Uh, are there any preparations you want to make before you uh, floor it? Does an Auspex work the other way where it can be picked up by Imperial sensors? Like instead of using it to search out the location of enemies can it be like ah we're friendly uh, like a beacon uh, or no, something no but eugene has a functional radio in him so if we're within okay. radio distance of imperial lines i can send a message through eugene okay all right that so was I think, my yeah. one like logistical question of mm-hmm. like why would we just like draw the wrath of both sides if we yeah, can avoid half of that <laughs> probably put eugene on like an auto broadcast with like some kind of i mean to use himself as the beacon but just like announce inquisitor <laughs> Inquisitor, no shoot. <laughs> Hello, I'm Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Don't shoot the boomdark of Snazwagon, the one with the skull in it. Don't shoot us. Don't shoot us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very official uh, message. I like it. Um, okay, great. Uh, so with that, uh, you fire up the uh, the, the boomdark of Snazwagon. Uh, and uh, you have to, I was going to say floor it, but you actually have to like awkwardly uh, reverse out of the the trap that uh, Vis set off with all the dropping all the trees. Um, so you do that awkward Austin Power shuffle where you're just like desperately trying to like get the the car out, and it's in theory like a very like metal as hell uh, moment full of excitement, but um, instead it it's it's kind of muted um, as you awkwardly like shuffle the car. But eventually uh, you do manage to get it free. Um, so, um, you're able to drive through the, uh, the forest fairly easily. Again, there aren't official roads, but there are definitely are places where things have been knocked aside. Um, what is your, uh, how do you want to approach, um, the idea of other vehicles and, and that sort of thing? Are you going to try and maintain cover? Are you going to avoid them? What's, what's the, the approach? I think the smartest approach would be like, it's, 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 it's like a sealed, um, or, or, or like, there's no. It's not like a convertible or anything like that. Like, it's completely armored and covered, um, with the so, exception of the gun on the back. Yeah, uh, which to operate, you kind of need to poke poke your head up and out. So I think the idea ought to be then that like Atticus ducks down until we need to shoot stuff, and for the time being in orc territory, we just look like a boomdock of Yeah, and orc vehicles go fast, so Valentine would just be trying to like 
you know, everybody stay hidden and we just book it like yes. through. We would want to drive through like a base or something where we get pinned, but yep. we wouldn't worry about traffic on the road. It's more like we'll go fast, they'll go fast. Everybody will yell like, oh, yeah. you beast. Uh, and just keep, you know, punching yeah. it. Space Marine. That's the uh, one yeah. line I remember from the game Space Marine. <laughs> Atticus uh, is just kind of crouched down, like holding on to like the opening and like holding on to the Osmix for like any like blips to show up. And then he's probably going to jump up on the gun if they if they're in. If they're in Auspex range, that it's good enough reason to start shooting. Is that my understanding? Yeah. Well, unless they, if they're shooting at us, otherwise just stay hidden. You oh, know, okay. So to, wait we, for them to shoot us. Okay. Yeah, we don't need to start a war. We're going to be driving by a large number of orcs, and I'd rather not have them chase us the whole way. Aye, aye, sir. But uh, we are a war. War's started. Yes, yes, I understand. But what I mean is I don't want the entire war to just be us versus all of them. What? Uh, I think I could take him, but all right. <laughs> orders are orders. I'm Honey, just holding. Like I'm just holding myself together, like oh, physically. <laughs> I'm I'm still at like minus three. <laughs> like, well, if if you're going if, if you're going to vomit in the front seat, just vomit on the dead Gretchen right there. And he just points <laughs> at, the, at your feet, and there's just like a Gretchen airbag that went off when they stopped <laughs> suddenly. It just threw a Gretchen at the guy, and it died. It's not a highly safety rated vehicle, uh, but um, it's so, so fuel efficient, you know? Um, Okay, great. Um, So uh, Ryan, can you go ahead and roll me a driving check, please? Uh, We're going to say difficulty of three because it is a foreign vehicle. Um, Admittedly, it is an orcish vehicle, so it's uh, a bit simpler. Um, I believe from the last session, um, we were currently sitting at uh, three and two in your favor um, for story points. Uh, so we will leave it at at that. We might drop it back down to four again in the future. I'm not entirely sure yet, but for now, three and two. Okay, I will use a story point because they need this vehicle to work and he will will it to work. Hmm. Uh, that's probably how it works. Yeah, no, no boost, no setback, right? <laughs> um. I'm going to give you one setback for how injured you are, but your skill will negate it. So just cool. be aware that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm aware I'm injured. Got to hold that time. <laughs> in. Cutely aware. Two successes and a triumph. Oh, baby. Um, Ryan, how does Valentine uh, know how to use this car so well? Uh, I think it's comparable. Like when he got in, it looked totally different, but it's actually comparable to like the moon lander on his like, you know, space scholar progenium that they would have to go out to like journey between areas. It's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, actually, this is like one of those space golf carts they set for us. Uh, so like the, the movement's actually simpler than he thinks. Uh, and it turns out that the gravity, like because of the gravity being shit, he can lean into the turns. He's used to stuff swinging wide in a way right, most right. vehicles don't. Okay, cool. I love that. Um, yeah, having done this on a planet with like bad gravity, doing it on a planet with actual like normal gravity would be a delight. <laughs> um, excellent. Okay, so you fire up the uh, the Boomdaka Snaz wagon, um, and uh, you you floor it through the woods. Um, you can see um, orc uh, units moving through the trees uh, at distance. Uh, you can see kind of the pillowing smoke of other. Um, uh, war tracks and um, bikes, uh, certainly. Um, and uh, after a few minutes of driving, sure enough, um, people are generally like acknowledging you just as another vehicle making your way through the woods. Um, after a few minutes of driving, the uh, the woods open up, uh, sort of breach the edge, uh, and you come out finally onto the the rolling green 
uh, hills of uh, Vicodin. Um, as, uh, as there always seems to be, there's a sort of a heavy gray cloud cover um, sort of rolling uh, low over the uh, uh, the hills and moors of uh, Fake Scotland. Um, it's uh, after kind of being underground for a bit and uh, being in kind of a, a gross burnt out forest, um, that kind of refreshing like Pepsi cool mist, um, cool zone mist thing kind of hits you. And it is a legitimate relief. Even Marnie, um, sort of through the depths of of your your kind of pain and, and trying to hold yourself together, it just really is one of those incredibly refreshing moments of of uh, breathing breathing real air again, um, which is quickly, of course, ruined um, when the shells begin to fall. Um, so, looking out uh, right. as you come out of the the uh, forest, you can see um, you're a little ways away from no man's land, um, sort of a few turns away from no man's land. Uh, which is, think, um, for all the greenery that's everywhere else, this is very much a classic, like, mud of France, World War One trench mess of uh, just a bombed out field. Um, not dissimilar Atticus from the terrain you uh, were betrayed in. Um, so just kind of a lot of destroyed vehicles, kind of from both sides. Um, beyond that, there's um, uh, orc units uh, clearly lining up um, for some kind of action against the Imperial Guard lines. Uh, however, shells have begun to fall. Um, and uh, Atticus, can you please roll me a perception check? Actually, uh, uh, Valentine, you can do this as uh, well. Good. Cool. Um, just a second. I'm perceiving my own pain. Any difficulty Atticus, or just straight? You get to add two boosts because you're using an Auspex. Ah, okay, thank you. That would that seriously basically like doubled <laughs> my chances of getting a success. Uh, this is going to be difficulty three. Uh, quick review of my character sheet, although I'm almost 100% sure I've got nothing to help me perceive. Uh, th no. Three successes and two advantage for Valentine. Yep. Two advantages, two failures. Okay. I'm holding um, the aspects upside down. As in the screen <laughs> is facing the floor and I'm just looking at the back of it. Yeah, that, that'll happen. Yeah. The good news is you're going to figure out how to fix those batteries if, if that ever becomes an issue. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So Valentine... Um, uh, as the, the shells begin to to hit, um, you are concerned because you're basically going to have to slalom through these fuckers uh, before you can reach the lines. Um, but a quick uh, kind of look with, with your sort of tactical know-how um, would suggest that uh, these shells are actually being launched too deep into the line. Like they're not... Normally you would use a shell bombardment uh, to either pin down enemies or just like make them fuck off. Um, but weirdly, uh, the, the targeting on this seems off. Uh, it seems like someone is basically missing, uh, because it's penetrating into the lines, but there's still like a giant, like, it's not like hitting the line. It's hitting beyond the line, sort of deep into the, uh, yeah, it's not hitting the people who charge at shooting the camp, which is not helpful. Yes, exactly. And like the reinforcements and other things. So it's not like it's not killing orcs because it's definitely killing orcs. Um, but, uh, if, you were in command of this. You would be uh, pretty mad. Atticus, I think you you see it, but um, trying to pay attention to the auspice and also having likely, as, as someone who like fights close up, um, your concern is less for, for that and more for like what kind of orcs are we looking at. So mm -hmm. I think you get distracted with that. Um, and Marnie, uh, you just, just keep on keeping on, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Worth saying aloud because Valentine is an internal thought kind of character and 
the other two are not high level strategists. Uh, I don't know if he discussed his thoughts on the conspiracy at this point. He's pretty sure this is designed to be a war that will go forever and that whoever's running the guard is taking out people who are capable and they're purposefully botching the battle lines to try to keep eyes off the planet or if they show up, gone. It's a weird theory, but it's what he's running with based on what he's seen so far. Um, I feel like you would disclose, I, I think weirdly with like Alto and Lyric, you probably would have told them just because you were all kind of a conspiracy together. Um, with these two, I feel like this is information you would give them when safe. I don't think you would be like instructing them on this now. This Absolutely. feels more like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, some theories with you. It's a classic <laughs> like road trip dad being like, all right, so when we get to, to, yeah, I think, flags, I think he'd, uh, he'd share when it's pertinent, but I just, right. I was like, worth saying aloud so, you know, Tom knows it and the audience knows. So it's not like three episodes <laughs> later. He's like, I have a theory based on something seven episodes ago that no oh. one remembers except me. Yeah, you don't want to pull a Matrix <laughs> and just have Neo, who's done nothing but kill robots for two movies, suddenly be like, I actually want peace. And everyone be like, Bleh. Yeah. Right. Good work. Um, okay. So uh, let's go have a Zion rave. Um, does this, uh, I assume your, your plan is still just like as fast as humanly possible or orcishly possible um, to get to the FOB. Is that is that a fair assumption? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. If we're if we're going like I think Valentine to keep an eye out for like if there are orc formations or whatever, he'd do that thing which is like run alongside and then dart away when you need to. Like try to blend in as possible with the not getting shelled orcs. The moment the shells start landing on the army, fuck the orcs. He's <laughs> off the yeah. he's off of the All races. right. So uh, you're gonna have to maneuver through the uh, the initial sort of shell blast to even reach that part of the the formation. Yeah. Um, Tyler, you can assist with this uh, if you want, uh, which will just basically be adding uh, boost to um, uh, Ryan. Uh, Laura, I'm sorry, there's still not much for you to do, but the good news is, like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I needed. Um, all right, so uh, Ryan, go ahead with with driving. You'll get boost from uh, Tyler. We're currently sitting at two and three uh, in my favor. Uh, I'm going to spend. Difficulty? Yeah, I'm just working that out. I'm going to spend oh, one to bump it. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, so Ryan, your difficulty, if you're going fast, uh, is going to be four one of which is a red. Only because the, the way I'm, I'm basically playing with this is you will make it through more range bands going at this speed. It's just going to be harder because you're you're less able to maneuver if you're you're driving at top speed. But you'll get cool. there faster. Cool, and I'll use the story point as well. Okay, great. One success. Okay. Um, so you, uh, take off at, at speed, uh, Atticus, uh, you're the most exposed of the three. What are, uh, what's going through your head is these, these shells are, are exploding around you. Uh, focus, listen, wait for the command to fire. Doesn't matter that you're being shelled. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. So, um, the snaz wagon begins sort of maneuvering between, um, shells that are just like blasting, um, you know, Orc bits uh, everywhere. The orcs themselves are, are getting fired up to charge. Um, the uh, even with the, the sort of ranks behind them being decimated, um, you hear some uh, occasional shouts of almost joviality. Uh, there's kind of a like, "Well, they missed us, so I guess it's up to us now. Let's go!" Uh, just a bunch of like fired up, excited uh, orc boys uh, whipping themselves into a frenzy. 
Uh, and then finally we hear uh, a, a knob who's wearing like full um, uh, armor, um, like a, a mechanical body, giant like um, can opener arm, big shooter for one arm. Um, and uh, just says, all right, lads. Well, it seems it's time. Time for us to wah. Wah, I say. Uh, and uh, the orcs uh, around him uh, scream wah. And he says, yes, that, let's go. Um, and begins like loping across the battlefield um, along with uh, the rest of the units. So the good news is uh, you slalom through the, the shots because you rolled, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, rolled a big success. You rolled a success, which is good enough. Um, <laughs> you've made it uh, past the shell the shell lines are kind of creating a natural uh, barricade behind you. Uh, and uh, now it's it's you and the orcs uh, entering no man's land. Um, I'm going to roll a perception check for the orcs to see if they determine that you are not of them. Hmm. Um, so what am I going to roll here? Let's get my dice roller up. Skip it up. All right, great. So say, uh, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, just to throw this out there as an idea, uh, I have two points in deception slash cunning. Could we add those as setback dice from making orky noises and such from within uh, our vehicle? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Sick. Um, okay. I so... mean, Marnie's kind of doing that already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. one of us. Um, okay. So yeah, I'll give you, uh, I'm going to say three setback uh, because you're absolutely right. Marnie's like, Tortured nonsensical screams do make this seem a bit uh, a, a bit more believable. Uh, I'm gonna gain one boost uh, for myself because uh, I think uh, Valentine is likely a much safer driver than an orc uh, driver <laughs> would be. Um, and then uh, we're gonna say, think three difficulty on my end. Uh, story points currently sit at two and three in my favor. Um, I am going to spend one to upgrade to a yellow. Uh, so now it is three and two in your favor. Did you guys want to spend one to up the difficulty? Um, yeah, yeah. I think we've I had some time yes. to do some like slaloming and stuff. And I think his more safe driving is balanced by the fact that everything is bouncing like a psychopath. So I think like it's impossible <laughs> to drive safely. So everyone seems like an orc a little bit. Gotcha. All right. What do we get? One triumph, two failures, and one threat. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. Ah, uh, that is a weird spread. Um, they spot us, <laughs> but we run over the war boss. <laughs> uh, That's why they spot us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's say the war boss does notice as as he's running. He kind of like looks over and and uh, says, "Wait a minute! There aren't supposed to be any boom dakasnaz wagons in this particular detachment." <gasps> I sense a ruse, um, but uh, he only trusts his uh, his like his unit. So he like points at you guys with his machine gun hand, uh, and immediately um, a couple of like uh, knobs on bikes start like slaloming through the crowd towards you. But it really is like a um, in a heist movie. Security has pointed you out from across the room, uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> with the failures and the threat, uh, it's going to take them a while to get there. Um, what that will mean for you, Atticus, and I guess Valentine, if you're if you're waiting on his order, is uh, you've clearly been made, but it's in the chaos of a charge. So there are units moving towards you, but they're still pretty far away and have to kind of make it through their ranks while also still charging forward. Um, would you open fire or would you hold off? I would hold off. Is there a scenario where we can reach the required range bands without these guys catching us? Uh, like yes. Make it FOB. Okay. It's then, entirely yeah. possible. Like, the, yeah. because the the Imperial side is going to open fire next turn um, as the orcs charge uh, through no man's land. So, like, there will be a lot of chaos. Uh, it's just if you shoot at them now, you, uh, you have the advantage of possibly stopping them. Um, but the risk then everyone of else everyone else seeing yeah. you, if you don't, um, they might be able to catch up to you. But you won't. Then they're in the same the shit that we are. So I'll I'll hold off. Great. Um, so uh, with that, um, the uh, the famed uh, flashlights of the Imperial Guard uh, begin to blink on and off as uh, the last guns fire, um, you know, laser bursts at you. Um, the, I thought uh, they were doing some sort of like <laughs> signal. I mean, in a way they are. <laughs> it's just with <laughs> shitty guns. The signal is, please stop. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring bigger guns. Uh, so they they begin firing their uh, their las rifles um, in a cascade of GI Joe cartoon fire, um, and uh, the orcs uh, open fire with uh, much much shootier guns uh, that do not have any accuracy but pack a, a bigger punch. Um, and uh, you find yourself in a crossfire. Um, Ryan, uh, let's get another driving check from you, um, and this will determine whether or not the knobs on bikes are able to catch up to you. Okie dokie. We're at two story points? Uh, yes, you are. Uh, you yeah. also have one boost coming forward from uh, the threat on my previous roll. I will use that boost. That sounds great. Uh, what's our difficulty, Tom? Uh, I'm going to say three. All right, let's see what happens. Oh, interesting. Three advantage, three failure. Uh, okay, so um, as the the, um, the the gunfire begins and, you know, orcs start taking cover and lobbing grenades and firing rockets, um, it's just mass chaos. And Valentine, you see your opportunity. It's that moment um, in, like, sort of ancient combat, this would be when two armies slam up against each other. In this case, it's like they've gotten within range of each other. So now everyone's starting to like duck for cover and try and essentially weaken the line enough that the, the orcs with choppas can make it the rest of the way. A couple of them do that like thing that orcs always do in movies where like one of them ignores the, the commander just runs out and gets shot a bunch of times. Um, so there's a bunch of that drama happening, but uh, it actually means the tide is stopping, which gives you a rare chance to like bolt, bolt forward. Um, unfortunately the, the bikes take the same opportunity. So uh, you tear out into the middle of no man's land. Um, it's a classic, like, uh, trying to sneak across the Berlin wall border where it's like, you have, just have to clear clear the distance. You're starting to hear crackling static um, from uh, Imperial transmissions. Um, it's, it's complete chaos. So it, they likely won't be able to help you, but they aren't also specifically aiming for you, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, so you burst out of the uh, the ranks of the orcs, knocking a couple aside with the uh, the front of the car, and you're just tearing across no man's land uh, over burnt-out trees and through, like, muddy puddles and uh, over the bodies of, of Imp Guard and uh, Orca-like. Unfortunately, the bikes are on your tail. Um, so three bikes managed to burn through uh, behind you. Um, <clears throat> with your advantages, I'm going to say, Valentine, um... The bikes catch up, but you're able to shout the order to Atticus. So. Yeah, he'll just lean back and say, Well, old boy, now it's time to kill every orc chasing us, if you would. Uh right out. And I'll just uh I'll I'll toss <laughs> the aspects down to uh Marnie. Uh and I'll just like make just first of all establish a connection of like make it very clear that like she is lucid and like we have eye contact and I'll just like point in front of me. I'll say 12 o'clock and I'll point behind me and say six o'clock, keep an eye on the radar and I'll just get up on the gun uh, and I'll turn around and start firing on them. Amazing. Uh, Marnie, I'm going to need please a, uh, <laughs> let's say a resilience check uh, to see if you're okay. conscious enough to help with this. Cool. All right. What's my difficulty? Um, you're at minus three, right? For health. Yeah. Then let's make it three. Okay. Um, I have nothing that will help me. Correct. Yes, I have nothing that will help me. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to roll it. Sure. End result is two threat. Okay. Um, 
you're, you're you seem lucid enough in the moment that uh, Atticus, you you fully believe that uh, she is uh, looking at it. Um, but as soon as you crawl back up, uh, like the car hits a bump and her head just kind of lolls forward and still has that same intense focus. But it's just her like clenching every muscle she mm-hmm. has to kind of keep her guts inside. So what you took as like full patent understanding, uh, unfortunately, uh, was not understood by her, which means you'll be working at a slight disadvantage. Um, I mean, I feel like I'd be I'd have been disadvantaged anyway using one hand to hold an auspex. Oh, 100%. It, it, <laughs> while trying that, to fire my weapon. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to capture here is, um, unfortunately, you actually trust that she's going to call these for you. Which will uh, have a... <laughs> she will not be doing so or calling yeah. wrong. These yeah, are just... yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Um, so, Tyler, uh, we're going to... What uh, What gunnery skills do you have? Um, this vehicle doesn't exist in the book, obviously. So we're, we're just doing some, uh, some fast thinking. So I have, like, what do I have ranks in? Well, yeah, like, what What kind of... I mean, I would assume this would be ranged heavy, uh, but it could also be I would be assume gunnery. this is gunnery. Okay, if you have either of those, you can use... I've got neither, so fuck it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right man for the job. Um, okay. So uh, we'll go ahead and say gunnery then. Um, oh, man. So you have three uh, three knob uh, bikes tearing up behind you. Um, Ryan, what? how many advantage did you gain? Uh, three. Three? Um, all right. So, um, Tyler, you can take three boost from um, Valentine's orders. Uh, okay. You will take uh two sorry laura what was your do you still have your roll up in front of you yeah it was two threats great so you have two setback from um uh marnie okay um currently with story points uh i believe we're sitting at two and three in my favor yeah um so you can use one of those if you want sure. good news is uh this is a very big gun and they are not that far away uh so you'll be shooting at a difficulty of two uh, I just for your tracking, Tom. I I will spend a story point. Great. All right, so we're sitting at uh, one and four in my favor. Is okay. it for just having a sick arm, or how does it represent itself? Uh, I think it is uh, just Atticus's tenacity. In that, even if he can't like, I don't, I don't think he's doing like bursts or anything like that. He's going to basically hold the crosshair and squeeze on an enemy until the enemy is not there anymore. <laughs> Nice. So it's not like controlling the weapon per se as just like hosing and trying to just <laughs> point the hose at the enemy until they're gone. Yeah, it's one of those arcade <laughs> shooters where uh, the gun just fires constantly as long as you're holding the trigger down. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I okay. mean, I assume. I don't know what. <laughs> Time crisis. Uh, wash. Damn, son. Um, okay. So um, you you do that. You start hosing them with with shots um, as uh, the battle rages around you. They're dodging uh, and weaving, and you're doing that thing that usually only happens to like a hero in a movie who's just magically able to outrun someone on a machine gun who doesn't turn fast enough. Um, so it's just you're you're kind of like kicking up um, dirt as the bolts hit, um, but unfortunately they are closing in. Uh, Valentine, um, there is a spray of fire coming from uh, in front and behind you. Um, do you, do you want to roll a, another driving check, um, to try and sort of weave your way through, or do you want to try and convince the imp guard that you are, uh, Oh, convince imp guard, convince imp guard hundred percent. Keeping in mind that that will only reduce fire from one side. Uh, Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to trust Atticus to shoot things. He's the shooty guy. Okay. 
Um, oh, so go. <laughs> I, Valentine Mar- doesn't Marnie's know that. your shooty guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, Ryan, go ahead and roll. Um, what do you think you'd go with here? Uh, Probably coercion. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because I think, yeah, he he just he's he's like driving with one hand and just yelling into Eugene like it's one of the overhead radios where he like you know pulls Eugene down, yells into yeah. Eugene's mouth, and then yeah, puts ten it four, back good up. buddy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like yelling like Inquisitor Lucius Valentine inside a Snazdak and Wagtag. I don't know what it's called. I'm inside this thing getting shot at by orcs. Please don't shoot me. Shoot the orcs, just the ones around me. This is me. This is me. You'll see a skull floating, and then he just starts waving Eugene. Uh, like out the side window, just with one hand, jaws flapping like a dog's tongue. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, go ahead and roll. Um, we'll say difficulty of two, cool. and I will spend uh, a story point to bump it up. Just the the chaos of the combat. Uh, also, Eugene is like equipped with a radio, but. It doesn't necessarily have the best reception. He, you're trying to like find the right channels. Like, there's a bunch of shit going on. Yeah, yeah. No, let's see what happens. Four failures. God, and I'm really good at the skill too. <laughs> Ooh. Um. All right. Um. Nice. The uh, sna- boomdeck and snaz wagon is pelted uh, with uh, fire um, from a heavy bolter on the uh, imperial guard side. Um. The uh. Windshield uh, blows inward uh, as a, a shell hits it, um, raining glass down on uh, Marnie and uh, Valentine. Valentine uh, is shrieking, just like, why did they put glass in here? <laughs> yeah. um, because it was once a limo. <laughs> and they stole it and adapted it. Um, so, Ryan, I need from you, please, a... Uh, I think we can go with discipline um to keep control of the vehicle as the uh windshield uh blows inward and glass cuts you up cool what's the difficulty uh difficulty of um how many failures did you have yeah four i think four uh so say difficulty of three fuck because four seems unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) harder than driving under fire Yeah, yeah uh i will I will use a story point for this one because I think he's just got yep. rage and tenacity are his two things. Uh, and now he's been shot at by the guard lines while or like declaring he's an inquisitor. Like he's 100% sure this world is corrupt at this point. Two successes and one advantage. Great. Um, nice. So uh, you feel glass ping off your artificial eye um, and, uh, you know, thank the emperor for small blessings. Um and uh, you're able to keep control of the vehicle. Uh, Atticus, uh, the uh, orcs are uh, much closer now. They've, they've um, kind of uh, pulled in almost in a, a raiding group. You're almost to the Imperial Guard line. Um, uh, go ahead and open fire. Are they... It, it's okay. I feel, it's, I feel like it's... Or what would, what would you like to do? You can also I, do something Atticus else. is frustrated. I'm frustrated. I want to pull the gun up out of its mounting and hurl it at them. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, bud. Uh, So I think that's probably (laughs) athletics. I can do athletics. I'll give you uh, one boost for, for, uh, I feel like a man with a power fist arm being frustrated just makes ripping things and tossing them a bit easier. Um, Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I would add. 
Um, uh, what difficulty do you want me to do? Uh, difficulty time? is going to be one because uh, they're not that far away. Uh, that said, okay. I am going to bump it up to a red by spending a story point. Okay. Um, you're doing that thing where you're trying to hit. It's that classic uh, three pins remaining in bowling <laughs> issue where you yeah. just have to hit it in just the right way that'll take out all three. Okay. Uh, do I have a story point to spend? You do. Uh, you have one available to you. I'm gonna spend it. I like. Let's get to the doctor part. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at one in four now. And uh, go ahead. Okay. <sighs> I love strength-based checks. Eight success is one advantage. Yes. Uh, all right, Tyler. Uh, describe uh, what this fastball special looks like and, and how it ends these bikes. Uh. Well, the the power fist is the is the strong arm, the arm that would be capable of ripping a gun out of its fixed um, position. So, I think it's basically he's squeezing this thing, and it is just not happening. He's firing on them, and just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, his glasses are like sliding down his nose. So he just, <laughs> with his human hand, his flesh hand, slides them back up the bridge of his nose. Uh, reaches over the top of the gun and grabs like the barrel of it and wrenches it back. And then I think he just has his riot shield up and he throws it over his riot shield one-handed. Uh, <laughs> and it's like a, like the potato masher, like uh, kind of like German grenades, the ones that are like a stick yep. and it just kind of uh, throws like that. Yeah. Amazing. So it hits, uh, hits the, the lead bike squarely um, and uh, you hear it kind of crash uh, into the... Um, uh, the bike alongside of it. Unfortunately, that third bike is still in the clear um, until the gun explodes, um, just throwing shrapnel and, and bullets in, in all directions. Uh, and uh, you just see the, the final knob get shredded as, uh, as the, the poorly made uh, overheated weapon erupts. Um, and I, uh, I, I have like my riot shield out and I just duck back down into the hole and create like my own lid <laughs> with the riot shield. Uh and I draw out my hand cannon, and I, and I just say, "Bloody orc tech is rubbish." <laughs> Amazing. Um, as uh, as you do that, um, Atticus, uh, you see a, a number of vehicles that you've observed several times, uh, kind of in your your comings and goings. Um, but they seem to almost be uh, like essentially like a uh, like a garbage truck, almost smaller garbage truck. So like a big sort of flatbedded vehicle with. Um, uh, gimbaled arms on either side of the uh, the cockpit um, and a, a big scoop um, up in front of it, uh, sort of like a cross between a garbage truck and a, and a snowplow. Uh, and there are a bunch of these. You, you've seen them on World since you arrived, uh, and you're not sure what purpose they serve. They're certainly not part of the Glorious Regals. Um, but uh, And they're always uh, driven by civilians, which you find very strange. Uh, but a bunch of these are lined up across the battle lines, um, seemingly, uh, you know, engines running uh, with um, sort of imp guard uh, emplacements around them. Um, but it's the first time you've actually seen these things out of the um, uh, hangar, uh, which is strange. So they're, they're like uh, on tracks, so they're not, you know, like cover vehicles or any cool shit like that. They just drive around. Um it strikes you slightly odd, but uh, you keep your your little uh, sort of false roof shell, um, and uh, sort of observe these uh, these oddities as as you zip past. Um, finally, um, uh, Eugene gets through to someone um, who orders a ceasefire uh, just as you kind of come skidding uh, up to the the forward operating base, uh, 
And as you uh, kind of pull to a halt, um, Marnie slams forward. Uh, there's no Gretchen um, airbag for her because it's already been deployed. Um, so she kind of bashes off the uh, the dash, Marnie. flipping open the, uh, the little glove box. Um, and uh, before you um, kind of just pass the line, uh, you can see a, a, a bustling field hospital. Um, and finally, it would seem you're within distance of uh, medical assistance. Uh, Valentine, what do you yell to them? You say, we've got injured and we're going to be need to be treated by Cholesterol, Atticus Collector. Ah, is there a commissar about? I could really use a commissar. Uh, and then I feel like he like sta- that he probably falls over. That feels yep. like the dramatic pass out moment. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, and uh, Valentine, as, as you uh, hit the ground, um, you're relieved uh, to see um, uh, several people rushing towards you uh, with a stretcher and a promise of another day left to serve the Emperor. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter, as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, 
But if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz Nine's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>